Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let us worship God. From the sanctuary of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton, New Brunswick, I'm Bob Jones, together with David Berry, our organist, Christina Blom, our singer, and her father, Tim, doing the reading, and Stephen McKay at the controls, hoping to bring you some words of hope and encouragement. Now, before the music and the reading, a prayer. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not stray from your embrace nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all that we do, direct us to the fulfillment of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Tim will read from the book of Romans.
reading Romans 8, verses 1 to 10, from the Good News Bible, today's English version. There is no condemnation now for those who live in union with Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit, which brings us life in union with Christ Jesus, has me free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do, because human nature was weak, God did. He condemns sin in human nature by sending his own Son, who came with a nature like man's sinful nature to do away with sin. God did this so that the righteous demands of the law might be fully satisfied in us, who live according to the Spirit and not according to human nature. Those who live as their human nature tells them to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. Those who live as Spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the Spirit wants. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. And so a person becomes an enemy of God when he is controlled by his human nature, for he does not obey God's law, and in fact, he cannot obey it. Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. But you do not live as your human nature tells you to. Instead, you live as the Spirit tells you to, if in fact, God's Spirit lives in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ lives in you, the Spirit is life for you, because you've been put right with God, and through your bodies are going to die because of sin. God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. From Paul's letter to the Romans, to set the mind on the spirit is life. Paul, the great apostle, says, those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. And to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. What does this mean for us today? How do we live according to the spirit? How does this set us apart from the rest of society? From the Daily Gleaner of Saturday the 4th of July, a headline caught my attention. It said, science and faith fuel the top researcher's quest for a coronavirus vaccine. The article is about Dr. Francis Collins, a pathbreaker scientist overseeing an effort to develop a vaccine for the coronavirus. And the write-up adds, he is also a Christian. He pursues a parallel path of religious and scientific inquiry. Originally, he was an atheist who was happy with the idea that God did not exist. 
But always he was plagued with the question, why is there something instead of nothing? The idea of a random process as an explanation of our existence left a nagging feeling of emptiness, a question that science alone was not able to answer. That deep discomfort led to a reluctant acceptance that there must be something beyond the natural world. His earnest pursuit of truth resulted in a newfound faith, a faith that would see him through. You see, I would add at some point, you need faith. Faith and science, Collins concluded, can be compatible. Faith is concerned with moral truths. Science is concerned with the laws of nature. Faith sets its focus on the spiritual world. Science sets its focus on the material world. Francis Collins was awarded the prestigious Templeton Prize for his scientific accomplishments and for a bridge building between the scientific and the faith communities. He's a man on a scientific mission, a man of faith. Now this brings me to the Apostle Paul. William James, in his book, Varieties of Religious Experience, refers to Paul as a twice-born man, well entrenched in the material world, but a nagging feeling that something was missing. He saw perfection, but could never quite reach it until an explosive moment of insight on the Damascus Road when he became a man of faith because of another man who swam upstream against the current of traditional piety and morality, and for that was nailed to a cross and came back. And one day took Saul and changed him into Paul. And today you can recognize a true, genuine Christian by looking at the great apostle Paul not a perfect copy of Christ, but who is a window through which Christ comes, a channel through which the Spirit comes, like someone whom you may know, who demonstrates the Christ-like qualities of acceptance, love, joy, peace, and pardon, the kind of person Paul may have had in mind when he wrote the memorable words, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And now a prayer. We are thankful, O God, for the Christ who once came into our midst 
who is now able to change lives as he once changed the life of Paul. Sometimes he changes us quickly, radically, sometimes slowly through the years by growth. However we change, Lord, help us to grow more and more Christ-like that he may dwell in us. And I begin the closing prayer with these words. Down in the human heart, crushed by the tempter, feelings lie buried that grace can restore. Touched by a loving hand, wakened by kindness, chords that were broken will vibrate once more. And now gathering all our prayers into one, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Until we meet again, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And until next time, God be with you and goodbye.